Macworld Podcast, episode 571 for August 30th, 2017. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, senior editor for Macworld. Joining me are Leah Yamshan, Macworld's managing editor. Hello. And on the big screen uh, in Boston is Mike Simon, a staff writer for Macworld. Hello, Mike. Good afternoon, everyone. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, the first topic for today is the report by the Wall Street Journal that Apple will be holding an event on September 12th. What? And rumor has it that they're going to introduce a new iPhone. Can you believe it? Oh my God, what? What? In September? September? (laughs) Groundbreaking. So, so the, uh, the report says that there will be Three new iPhones, two continuations of the iPhone 7 models, so, you know, probably an S model, Mm -hmm. uh, an S Plus model, and then the iPhone 8, which actually the Wall Street Journal does not call the iPhone 8. They call it a premier phone. Oh, interesting. So I noticed that in particular, so... It doesn't make sense to call it an eight when you have a yeah, when you're releasing a new seven. So, and in the past, Apple has kind of redone their naming, especially like with software, where mm-hmm. you know they get to certain version numbers and they decide we got to stop doing yeah. this version versioning the, thing. The, yeah. the, the iPad has gone through all sorts of different naming right. conventions. So right. So we're just going to call it this. Now, we don't know if it's the iPhone Pro. We don't know if it's the iPhone Premiere or whatever. So, anyways, mm-hmm. it's going to be the uh, Premiere phone. Uh, and then there was also a report by Bloomberg that Apple is going to release a uh, cellular-capable Apple Watch around the same time. Now, it wasn't – I don't remember – does anyone remember if – the Bloomberg report said that this would be discussed at the uh, event. I think the Wall Street Journal said it might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and then what other products did they, did, do you guys remember what other products that they could possibly announce at the event? Um, uh, maybe something with Apple TV. Yeah. But it seemed like the big push was on all the new iPhones and then Apple Watch. Yeah. So the one catch about this so this report came out on Monday, mm-hmm. and then um, the problem is that, well, they want to have this event at the new Steve Jobs Theater in Apple Park. So if, in case anyone doesn't know, Apple's creating this gigantic campus in uh, Silicon Valley in the South Bay of Northern California. It's huge. I, I actually drove by it this past weekend a few times. Oh, I was did? in San Jose. Yeah. How fun. It was big. And you, and there's still construction going on. Don't they say it's bigger than the Pentagon? <laughs> well, I, think it's over a yeah. mile, I think it's over a mile in circumference. Yeah. It's gigantic. And the other thing, too, is that it's sort of in a residential area. And there have been news reports in local in the local TV news about residents who are really concerned about traffic. Uh, but anyways, it's not done. They're still doing construction. I don't know if people are working there. It might be done enough for some people to work there. But um, a couple of P- 
people like Jason Snell, who's a contributor to Macworld, and he does sixcolors.com, his blog about Apple stuff. He pointed out, and I agree with him, that uh, Apple would not do something like have an event at a venue that isn't polished and cleaned right. up or no, definitely not. Yeah, under construction, especially if it's their own venue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought that maybe we would get invites yesterday because I think last year there was a report that they would have this event and then the next day the, the invites came. Yeah. And they Apple typically likes to do things on Tuesdays for, right. for yes. whatever reason. Yeah. yeah the, right. the 12th definitely seems like a solid date as far as lining up with the timing and the date and, you know, when they've done it in the past. Yeah. Right. So the week after, not directly following Labor Day, but the next week after right. that. And um, yeah, it lines up nicely with when they've done events in the past and that would put everything kind of on track to ship by the end of September, whatever is announced Mm -hmm, this event. So yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all this, this September 12th date is not set in stone. It hasn't been confirmed by Apple, but I think that was the the date that internally we were all kind of thinking like "Mm, the 12th seems like it would be right. And then now either either the fifth or the 12th. Yeah. But that was the two I was thinking the fifth seems so early and right after Labor Day. I thought so too. I actually looked it up, and last year's was the day after Labor Day. I oh, didn't was realize. It? Yeah, oh. yeah, actually, it was. Yeah, so they've done it before, but yeah. there's so much going on with these three phones and the watch. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised they're taking a little extra time to polish the presentation. Yeah, and I wonder if they held off on invites just a little bit longer, just to kind of see. Maybe they're still hoping that construction will be done at Apple Park in time to still have the event there. But I bet I think Jason had also said in his six colors post that like Apple probably has booked a a venue or two as like a plan B. So there may be maybe they're just waiting for like one more construction update before they go ahead with with the plan B. Um, Yeah, I remember a couple weeks ago, some of the construction workers leaked photos of the inside Mm -hmm. on Snapchat and it didn't look it didn't look like anybody was working there. It didn't look like it was close to being done at all it looks really but cool if, if but they <laughs> keep it limited if they keep it limited to just the theater person you know and don't let people into right. the building yeah however that that still doesn't seem like like an apple thing to do like if pe- they're yeah. going to be inviting people to their home turf they're going to want to like make mm-hmm. it the big you know debut right. and a splash right so right. it's possible that we'll still get an event in October and maybe it will be there. That would be my best guess. Maybe. I think. Yeah. For the Mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the past there have been, there was the iPhone event that happens in early fall. And then there is a later event to yeah. kind of go over iPad and Mac mm-hmm. stuff. And that's usually a smaller event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in the past, it has been at Apple's One Infinite Loop uh, campus. Yeah, the smaller venue. The yeah. smaller venue, yeah. And I think I actually, maybe, I, I don't know, did I go to it last year? I don't remember now. But <laughs> I, yeah, there, there usually is a second event that's smaller, and they announced yeah. they don't, it's a non-iPhone event. So um, so that could still happen. Um, but yeah, it also you know, TechCrunch reported on Tuesday that the September 12th date was a lock, so to speak. Yeah. But of course it was a lock pending on whether construction at the Steve Jobs <laughs> Theater could be done. Right. So that doesn't sound like a lock to yeah. me. 
it's a lock somewhere, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, there was um, in Jason's article. Jason's article. He also brought up other venues where Apple has had events, like the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, mm-hmm. which I think was was that. I think that was last year. That was last year. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, Moscone West in San Francisco. And the thing about Moscone West is that there's also there is a trade show happening there at that time. So they probably wouldn't have it mm-hmm. there. Uh, the Flint Center is a venue at, I believe, De Anza College in, in San Jose. And that's where the uh, actual Mac was introduced. And I was that WWDC this year? Was that down there? WWDC was at the San Jose Convention Center. Ah, okay. And so there is an auditorium there. They could use that, just like at Moscone West. So mm-hmm. they could use that. Um, so if they decided that they can't do the Steve Jobs Theater, there are other venues. They probably won't do Moscone West. Uh, I I tried to check. So I tried to check these calendars, and of course, you know, Moscone has a calendar that you can see online, and you can kind of like figure out what's going to happen. But the other venues didn't really have such a calendar, so I couldn't check Moscone or uh, Bill Graham in. Mm-hmm. The Flint Center. Yeah. yeah, and Bill Graham typically has evening events, so it's possible that they there could right. be, even if there's like a concert scheduled for later that right. night, they, yeah. there probably would be enough time to do like a turnaround right. for, yeah. for this event. So, um, so yeah, so we'll see. I, you know, I'm, I keep checking my email during the show to see if something <laughs> happens, see if yeah. I get an invite. I, but I just checked um, my Feedly list right before we started yeah, to see if other people are posting it, no. invites. So. so not yet. Um, but the other pieces of information that have been coming out of these um, September 12th stories about, you know, the three iPhones and the Apple Watch stuff, like these are rumors that have been floating around for months now and that we've covered extensively. And it's so it's 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 always nice kind of hearing like confirming more of what what you already know, like it's it's looking closer and closer to this being the the actual reality. Yeah. So yeah. what do you guys think the iPhone, the premiere version will be called? Cause premiere doesn't sound like Apple terminology. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. What about I, I, iPhone X? Is that something you think could because be real? Because it's the 10th anniversary mm-hmm. phone. Yeah, that actually sounds kind of cool, but, um, iPhone, isn't there a, oh, sorry. isn't there a Android X isn't there an Android phone that has an X in its moniker? I don't remember. Uh, Motorola has yeah. an X phone, yeah. Right. But that's not, I mean, that's like a, now it's become like a low-end phone, so that wouldn't, they wouldn't be any confusion there. Okay. iPhone but I would Pro? Be, yeah, Pro yeah. makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's a Mac Pro, there's an iPad Pro, and that would follow that lineage, you know, while you would, A, it would be more expensive, and B, you would tell people this is has more power, has more storage, has more features, whatever, and this is the regular version. So it wouldn't differentiate it in a way where people would line up and say, I have to have that one. And I think it would also fit the nomenclature very well with Apple, what they've been doing. Mm -hmm. Well, why not the iPhone 8? Because in Asia, Asia would love the number 8. China would buy a ton of those phones, right? It's a lucky number, yeah? Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I think just because if Apple, if they came out with a 7S and an 8 in the same year, that would just be wildly different from what they've done in the past. So it's not that it's impossible. It would just be people's heads might explode a little bit. (laughs) Just because it'd be so different. 
And it separates them in a way that you're saying, here's an old seven, here's a new eight. Mm, and they're point. totally different. And, it, you know, it, it puts a connotation on the seven that it's inferior. Mm -hmm. If it's a 7S and an and a, and a, and a iPhone Pro or an iPhone, maybe they get rid of the seven altogether and it's iPhone, iPhone Plus and iPhone Pro. That solves all those problems. Oh, interesting. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say they're going to just call it the iPhone. Here, here's my reasoning. <laughs> So I think this is going to be their marquee phone. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to be the phone that they want people to think of when, they, when people say iPhone. Mm. So I think this is, oh. I think they're going to call it just the iPhone. And Apple has kind of done something similar in the past. Uh, and if you think about it, like, for instance, the Macs don't have a version number out. It's always just a right. MacBook Pro. Mm -hmm. And then the way you denote the difference is it's like late 2016 in a parenthetical. And that's mostly for us as editors and maybe like the Apple store so they can differentiate their stock. But mm -hmm. everybody else just knows them as MacBook Pros or iMacs. Um, so I think with this new Premier phone, I think they want to like establish that this is our, our top-notch product. This is what we want you to think of when you think of iPhone. And they'll just call it iPhone. And the audience will just kind of go, what? <laughs> courage. In the auditorium. Yeah, have the courage, right, to go out on a limb. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's what they're going to do. And so you think there'll be a 7S, a 7S Plus, and then just iPhone? Right. Yeah. Okay. To make it right. totally confusing for everyone. Yeah, yeah, right? Sounds kind of cool. <laughs> so when you say, I want the new iPhone, they'll say, well, which one? Right. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. They want you to think, I want the new iPhone. They want you to automatically think of that high-end phone. Then you may not necessarily be referring to that phone, but they want you to think about that phone. Yeah. Okay, but if that's going to be the case, there have been rumors saying that production numbers on this brand new phone are very low, and they're only right. going to be able to ship... Yeah. I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, but a limited amount in the first batch and right. then production will like slowly ramp up. So if that's what they're going yeah. for, wouldn't you think they would have put more effort into trying to get production numbers up in time? Yeah. It, you know, it's, I mean, they can only do what they can do, right? I mean, that's they, true. they yeah. can only, it's, I mean, that's sort of out of, it's not really totally out of their hands mm -hmm. or, you know, they've got what? almost 300 billion in the bank at this point they could do something about that probably and they're trying to slowly but surely like totally a different subject like um they're making their own components they're making their own chips so they're starting to slowly get into that part so they can maybe address some of those issues on their own um but yeah I, that's sort of just like I mean, that's, the supply is, is what it is sort of thing. I, I hate saying that because it sounds like a total cop-out. But I, in a way, the kind of supply shortage sort of helps the marketing. You know, I always thought that whenever Apple, whenever there are shortages, not just for Apple, but for any product in general, to me, it's always felt like good marketing because it makes it feel like there is a, a demand, regardless of how true that demand mm -hmm. is. So we only made five of these items. We're so short in supply. It's such a demand. But, you know, it's you only made five, dude. Come on. Dude. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's sort of but, you know, it's out of there's no context to it. But it's, it's on its surface. It sounds really and uh, attractive. So, you know, it's it's sort of creating this uh, this marketing kind of 
wheel. So I think that kind of maybe Apple doesn't usually play to that, but I don't know if anyone, any company sees that as a total negative anymore. You know, I don't know anything about marketing, so maybe I'm totally off on that, but that's my perception. You also have to keep it within a realistic time frame. I mean, it has to, they have to ship within three to four weeks or else people are going to just forget about it or not even care anymore. Yeah, I mean, th- that is true. That is true. With it, Apple's a different situation where if there are shortages and they're not meeting the, the demand, pundits and analysts and maybe even some consumers are extra critical about Apple. I mean, a- AirPods are a good example. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're still, yeah. what, two to yeah, three weeks behind weeks on that? Out, yeah. And that was a, like, when it jumped down to two to three weeks, people were so excited because it was four yeah. to six yeah. for right. the longest right. time. <laughs> so. and, but, that, but they sell more iPhones in probably a week than they've sold AirPods in the last six months. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a huge number. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I think the biggest issue with the iPhone 8 or the iPhone Pro is going to be the, um, the OLED screen production, you know, because those are just harder to produce than LED screens. Yeah, right. And I think that's why they all, that's only on that one model. And that's why they're going to, you know, it'll be, there'll be three to four week delays right from the yeah. start. How important do you think it is to kind of hit these, like, you know, certain numbers or like pre-orders? Um, you know, like when Tesla was like, oh, we got like, you know, 10,000 pre-orders in the first day. How important is that? Uh, just in case anybody's wondering, that's Dan, our producer. <laughs> I didn't introduce him at the top. Secret but, producer. So, but, yeah, if anyone's wondering, who's that fourth voice? That's Dan. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, Apple typically doesn't. Do they release their pre-order numbers? Like as part did, of earnings? They did for, for a little while. Oh, okay. They used to. Like I think with the 4S and the 5, and then they got away from it because yeah. it was it was absurd. It was like 10 million in a weekend, and everyone expected 15, and then 20. The problem with releasing numbers is you have to keep topping them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess important to who? Like, is it important to to Apple for their? I feel like Apple doesn't feel like they need the the bragging rights anymore because it's just expected that they'll sell um, a large amount. Um, I don't think for like company credibility, I don't think they need to report their their numbers. But I mean, it is a good indicator to Apple of like just how popular. Like, what are the popular? Like, what's the most popular? version of the phone going to be, right. you know, in terms of the capacity, uh, what's the most popular color this season, which of the three models are like people going for the most. So that mm-hmm. might kind of help like drive production needs where they need to go in terms of like which parts and sizes and colors and, and whatever. So it could be a good indicator that way. And I assure you that Tim Cook will say at some point over the next two months exceeded our expectations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think for the industry, it's an important number because it gives them something to nitpick over. I, I think for the general public, you know, oh, so they sold 20 million instead of 18 million. Right. All I know is I got mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm part of that 18 million so, or 20 million or whatever. So I don't know if the general public really cares. You know, it's especially with something that now like, like something like a Tesla might be different because it's a car car mm-hmm. sells their lower numbers so maybe that that informs the 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 customer more in terms of like making plans for making such a big purchase where an iPhone might be a little more i don't want to say it's more disposable but it's it's nowhere near the 
money investment as a car. Sure. Yeah. Right. But I'm sure it's like also, the, the stock market probably has some guess. Right. The stock right. market cares. Right. Yeah. Like the industry cares. The stock market cares. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So anyways, we're going to be, I'm checking my, let me check my email again. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't get anything. That's assuming that I'm going to get invited. Oh, come on. So. <laughs> You're the cool kid. One of so, us will be. So, I yeah. Hope. And then I always check Twitter to see if people, because, you know, as soon yeah, as an invite comes yet. in, people don't yeah. even open mm-hmm. the invite. They, they post here. on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My guess is yet. probably next next Tuesday we'll, we'll see yeah. them. About a, about a week out. So, um, but yeah, so the September 12th event, let us know if you plan to watch it. You know, we used to live blog it, but then we were like, Live blogging is a lot of work, and you, people can watch the video or at least have it on and then listen to it. Yeah, so. the streams have gotten so crisp, and it's much yeah. easier to follow along than it used to be. So we won't be live blogging this year, yeah. but we will have stories and commentary out. You know, yeah. basically in real time. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, we'll probably talk about it again. We'll probably talk about it again next week, week. and so. then when it actually comes out, and then yeah. for a while afterwards yeah. too. So we're testing this thing so. finally. So we'll see if a September twelfth event happens. Uh, hopefully, it will. So uh, the next topic, we're, we've been talking about the iPhone, um, but actually we want to talk more specifically about the iPhone in general and maybe or, or the iPhone 8. Let me backtrack. We want to talk about the iPhone 8, but Mike recently posted an article about the iPhone, what he would like to see out of it as a productivity tool. And specifically, he wrote it with, well, Mike, why don't you explain what, sure. what your article was about and and your and your thoughts yeah i got to um go to the samsung note 8 event last week and i got to play around with it for you know a half hour or so and it, what what struck me and you know apple and samsung people will tell you this they're they're pretty dramatically different devices i mean they're they have they're they're, they're similar in price and you know the the fan base is similar but the note 8 even comparing it to the Galaxy S8 is just a very different tool. There's a there's an S Pen on it, so you have a stylus built into it, and it's one of the very very few uh, phones, Android and otherwise, that even have a pen on it. And it's um, there's a little dock that you can plug it into, and you can bring it up onto your onto your uh, monitor to to bring up like a full interface for working. And Samsung has really kind of turned it into the like almost like a BlackBerry, like a, like a de facto business tool and you can do all those things on the iphone you can do well not all of those things you can do productivity stuff you can do email and work and everything else but it's just they're just different devices and i was wondering like is apple ignoring that market is it too much of a niche to uh, you know cater to or will we one day have an iphone that has a pencil a little pencil on it or that uses you know the uh that, that uses the stylus that the ipad uses and can expand to a full-size monitor. And I just, I, I, I find myself wanting a device like that. Using the Note, and use, well, not the Note, using the Galaxy S8, which has some of the Note um, uh, capabilities, it's, Samsung has done some cool stuff to, to kind of bring the phone to your desktop. And I feel like Apple hasn't really done that. They, it works with the Mac, and you have handoff and continuity and the things that, you know, you can do things, but you have to wait for it to sync, and it, sometimes it doesn't. The, you know, the S8, you know, you pop it into a dock and you can work, take it out and take it with you and all your stuff is there and it's as if your phone is a little computer. So, 
Well, it comes down basically to how you use your phone, right? Yeah. So I'm in, in, interested to know, like people who are listening and watching us, how much do you rely on your phone? Like for for me, for instance, even though I rely on my phone a lot, I still see it as a secondary device. Mm-hmm. And my and you know, I'm I'm older. You know, before there were smartphones, and I remember a time when there weren't what weren't phones that we had carried on with us. So my first instinct is when I need to do something a little more involved is to open my is to take out my laptop and to mm-hmm. use that. And so I mean, you know, admittedly, that's how I do things. Uh, and so I don't think of my phone as my primary device. I wouldn't use it to write. Well, know, here's a question: instance. If you could plug your iPhone into on your desk into a dock, bring it up on a 20 inch monitor. And write yeah. in whatever program you write in, whether it's Word or something else. Would that change your opinion of it, or would you still rather work on a traditional laptop? You know, I might if I had the features that the iPad Pro has in iOS okay. 11, mm-hmm. like the files and the dock. Mm-hmm. I might, I might, but um, right now, I don't think I would. Uh, even though theoretically I, it would be basically the same experience, but you know, having access to the files and a doc and be able to kind of like yeah. do serious multitasking, yeah, you know, not just having two apps open, but you know, I have Twitter and email and my writing app and a web browser and whatever else, and even an mm-hmm. image editing app open at the same time. And I can easily flip between those. I mean, that's that's why I would use my laptop. So, right. yeah, it, you know, it is a lot of it is a generational thing. Mm-hmm. So, because, but also a lot of it is you know how I use my phone, and my phone is mostly for me a, a communication device. You know, mm-hmm. Texting, email. You know, I, I actually do use my email. I'll, I'll write emails on my phone a lot more than I do uh, on my laptop. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, I'll, and I still surf the web on my phone, but when it comes to other serious, more serious work, I don't rely on my phone. And I don't think, I don't think I would, I don't even consider using an iPad for that kind of stuff. Very interesting. So yeah, I, maybe I'm just an outlier, maybe because I'm older, you know, and uh-huh. I, I've done work, you know, my habits are different. So, um, but yeah, Leah, what, 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 what do you think? Um, the way that I use, I, I consider my phone, my primary device, but like you Roman, there's some work tasks I wouldn't even like think about doing on my phone. I might do some of the like preliminary legwork on my phone of starting a document and like starting to like, kind of just take some rough notes. But then as soon as I'm in front of my Mac, like hand off and continuity kick in and then I'm just picking it up, um, picking it up on my Mac. Um, so for right now, my productivity needs are met it like the apple ecosystem Mm -hmm. between devices is like meeting all of my work needs but i haven't tested out um what the note 8 in this like dock can do so if i took this phone for a drive for a test drive and use the stock and set it up with um like a monitor and just tried to use it uh this it sounds appealing especially um if you are going to a place where you're not going to like have your own 
set up with you, but you have access to a monitor sure. and you're going to have this dock with you if you're traveling or if you're at a friend's house or visiting family or something like that. It sounds appealing. It just hasn't since it's not something that I've done. Right. I can't quite like picture how it would fit in um, to my workflow. I mean, not to turn this into a, a Samsung commercial, but <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very Apple like experience. You literally take your phone, pop it into the stock, and it, it shows, it's, it, it pops up on a monitor. You, you have a dock, you have multitasking, you can resize windows, you can, you know, it, it, it presents the information on your phone as if it were a, in this case, Windows. It looks more like Windows and Mac, but like a, or, or, or like a Chromebook. It's, it's that type of interface. And you do your work, you do what you have to do, you spend five minutes or two hours and you just pull your phone right out of the dock and take it with you and everything comes with you and then you plug it in somewhere else. It's it's cool. It's a very yeah. cool concept. Um, I could see I could see Apple doing something like that and maybe yeah, with giving the phone, maybe with this whole like wireless charging that it's supposedly getting, like that might be one of the next steps is to like build a dock that's compatible with that and that somehow syncs back to your Mac. Yeah, I mean, Apple makes most of its money off of its phones. So mm-hmm. it's and you know Mac sales have kind of they've always been there, but they're not. Yeah, they don't grow by leaps and bounds. They they go up and down, but not not huge. And the iPad had a little bit of a boost because of the price drop, but it hasn't really. You know the phones are where where all the sales mm-hmm. at. So yeah, I mean the, the Samsung features are you know sound cool, and. Yeah, I would hope they would at Apple take a look look at some of those features yeah. and go, oh yeah, we can maybe do that a little better. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, with a rumor that the price is going to be, you know, close to a thousand dollars or about a thousand dollars, you know, people are probably having to kind of choose between buying computers and buying, you know, a top end phone. Sure. So do you think that you know would go into the to that play? Yeah, I could see that mm-hmm. happening. I yeah, could see that absolutely. happening. Yeah, definitely. When you know. Because like a MacBook Air is what nine ninety nine now or eight ninety nine, mm-hmm. you know, and if uh, the iPhone Premier or as I'm calling it the i the iPhone the capital T capital, capital T could be priced at the same same price point, yeah, you yeah. know, the Apple will have to do something because what's going to happen is people, yeah, like you said, people are going to have to make a decision: do they want to buy this or do they want to buy that? They can't buy both. That could yes, be so. really cool in schools. Yeah. Like since kids sure. are doing so like at the high school level, since um, kids are doing so much work electronically these days and so many high schoolers have not uh, not everybody, obviously, but so many high schoolers like have access to this technology. Yeah. Um, so I could I could totally see like a computer lab situation with all mm-hmm. these docs kind of set up and people can put their phone in and do their work yeah. and take it home and continue yeah. their work at home that way. Kids with thousand dollar phones. Listen, <laughs> crazier things have happened. <laughs> um, the Apple pencil, I would love to have for, I would love iPhone compatibility for the, for the pencil. I don't understand like why that hasn't really been a thing yet. Would you want a smaller one that you could take with you, or would you want to just use it between the iPad and the iPhone? I think I just would want to use it between the yeah. iPad and the iPhone. Um, I don't. Okay. I am having a hard time imagining Apple like building one that like sticks to the phone, yeah. or building a pencil and then a case for the iPhone that has that all working together. Um, yeah. 
I wonder if they would ever do like third party stylus compatibility with mm-hmm. the phone. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is like those dumb styluses where they just kind of make your finger. Right. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, it just seems like if the iPhone is going to continue to A, raise in price and B, be the premier device that Apple pushes that the next step would be to kind of, you know, to do, to take it to a more productivity level. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, like our readers to know, uh, we would like to know what our readers think. If you guys have a idea or comment, a question about the potential as the iPhone as like your sole device that you depend on, can do actual work on, let us know. And on Twitter or Facebook comments, uh, and we can talk about it in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about work. So now let's talk about a little bit more about leisurely stuff. Yay. <laughs> so more specifically, the Apple TV. Uh, Bloomberg came out with a report that Apple is planning to upgrade its uh, Apple TV to support 4K video. Uh, and then there was another report that came out, I forget who the source is, I apologize, that Apple is kind of fighting with movie studios about 4K content that the movie studios want, uh, or TV studios and movie studios, they want Apple to raise the prices on 4K content, because yeah. right now, I think it's like 20 bucks or something like that, and, and App, they want Apple to hike those prices up, and Apple's kind of very resistant about that. Uh, so there's some interesting developments on 4K and at the Apple TV. Leah, do you have an Apple TV? I do have an Apple TV. I was just checking the source. It was uh, the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Thank you. Um, I do have an Apple TV. I do not have a 4K TV. Right. Uh, my TV is pretty old, but I think it's smart for Apple to be thinking forward because I've had my Apple TV. It's whatever, whenever the newest one came out. Was that 2015 when the new Apple yeah, TV yeah, came out? So, yeah. so I've had it since then. It still works fine. And I don't really see a need to replace it just now. But if I if I ended up investing in a 4K, 4K TV, I would definitely want my set-top box right. to be able to handle um, that kind of content. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing is like, you have to have a 4K TV to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a 4K TV. I, I don't have any plans to buy one yet. Um, you know, if, 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 if the content becomes really more, more and more prevalent than... I, maybe I will, but you know, I'm actually happy with the TV that I have now. Mike, do you, you don't have an Apple TV, do you? I do. Yeah, oh, do? I, have okay. a, uh, I have the fourth gen as well. Okay. And I do have a 4K TV, and I, I probably oh. would. I probably would buy one, but honestly, I mean, I'm. I watch a lot of TV, a lot of movies. 4K versus 1080p. Uh, right. It's not the kind of difference you're going to like, oh, my God, I have to spend X, X amount of dollars for all these things. Right. That, that's it's, one it's of the reasons cool, why cool I haven't have. done it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, how often do you watch 4K? I mean, like. Um, I watch whatever is on Netflix and Amazon. Okay. If it's available, I'll watch it. If it's not, I'm not crying about it. Yeah. And it's not, if you put them side by side, you probably would be able to tell. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really, you know, because the pictures on our TVs are so great anyway. It's so hard to see. And when you're streaming, it's even less, you know, if yeah. you have a physical media, it's one thing, but streaming, you're losing a little bit in the streaming, depending on your connection anyway. Right. I mean, that's the whole other thing is that, 
you know, I don't know if I feel like my connection, you know, I, I, I have a uh, service provider. It, it's, it's been fine. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to do a free plug. <laughs> call them out. Call them out. So, <laughs> if they, it sucked, they, you could call them out. Yeah, but. <laughs> they've actually been fine in my area. I've never had a problem with it. But the idea of streaming 4K content from, you know, using my the, my service provider kind of scares me a little bit because I don't, yeah, right. you know, I don't, I don't really feel like dishing out a lot more money to get a faster pipe to my house so I can watch TV, you know, watch TV that I have a hard time discerning the difference from my couch to TV. So, yeah, you would have to be really close up to see like yeah. a marked difference mm-hmm. between HD and 4K, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Some people, I'm sure, will say I'm crazy. Oh, yeah, but, no, some people. But, but my eyes, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, my eyes are horrible. So I have, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, what this article is talking about is, you know, Apple like charges if you're going to buy um, a movie or like a season pass to a show um, via iTunes, the price point is normally like around twenty dollars. So regardless of the resolution, regardless of the resolution, what what they're saying, it would be the HD resolution. It would be. Yes. Um, Whether or not you're if you have a really old TV, like whether or not it can handle it, it's going to be in HD. Um, but what this article is talking about is like the studios are like, no way can we sell a movie that's in 4K yeah. for 1999. It's going to have to be up to, you know, 24.99, 29.99. So even if that was the case at first, you know how like when new technologies come out and they're always more expensive at first, but then gradually mm-hmm. over time, like they figure out a way to, to make it cost right. less and less. Um, do you think that could kind of be the case with 4K content as well? Um, yeah, honestly, I don't understand the article. I, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if 4K content costs twenty five or thirty dollars because you pay more for a 4K disc, you pay more for HD versus SD. So why wouldn't the bigger file, the bigger picture, the 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 uh, the, the more the whatever the more bandwidth needed to stream, it it costs more. It costs more on Google Play if you buy an HD. Uh, I'm sorry, if you buy a 4K um, HDR title, it costs $30. Well, I think that yeah. that's a good point because yeah, I'm not surprised. Apple TV is competing against Google Play mm. and Netflix and Hulu and whatever service that I haven't even mentioned yet. So for a competitive standpoint, Apple wants to keep the price sure. down to try and attract more subscribers just a dollar or two right right yeah and you know i could even see apple thinking you know what this is going to be a loss later for us Mm -hmm. because we need to gain market share Mm -hmm. and then once we gain that market share maybe we can hike the price up a little Mm -hmm. bit or if the studios are seeing like an increase in kickbacks because more people are buying through apple they might be like okay yeah so yeah i i can understand you know apple like for the long for a while, Apple resisted raising its prices on its music. Mm-hmm. They wanted because they liked the idea right. that there was a, it was a good it was good marking to say we sell music for ninety nine cents, and then they finally had to push it up to what was it a dollar twenty nine per song, yeah. yeah, which is actually a huge price markup mm-hmm. if you think about it. It's a thirty cent, you know, thirty percent, yeah. So, but they liked that the idea that they can say. Hey, it's only a dollar. It's only a dollar, you know, 99 cents, less, less than a dollar. Mm-hmm. So there's a good marketing point, you know, that they can say their prices are lower. And especially in the, this competitive market of uh, media streaming, where yeah. Apple isn't a leader, 
where they're right. they're right. not they don't have the market share that others do. Where, where Apple could really benefit from a 4K Apple TV is the same way Netflix does in their own content, because that you don't yeah. need to worry about Hollywood Studios telling you how much it costs. So if they in six months come out with a movie or a TV show that everybody wants to see and that's in 4K, then they can drive uh, sales of Apple TV. Right. Carpool karaoke in 4K, you, you say? <laughs> Sold. I've, I've I've actually yet to watch that yet. I haven't seen an episode. It's okay. You can. Oh, but there's a yeah. new episode that that's come out. It's it's the whole Cyrus family, and you haven't seen that yet. <laughs> it's, it's Miley and Billy Ray and. I forget the mom's name, and I, I believe it's M- Miley's sister. Uh, Brandy Cyrus. Is it Brandy? I think so. I, I heard about it on the radio <laughs> coming to work, so I haven't actually watched it. So Yeah, I want to watch the one with uh, Maisie Williams and Sophie Turner, my Game of Thrones girls. <laughs> Apparently, go. they filmed it in Austin during South by Southwest, and... Um, Back when we went there earlier this year, Dan and I did an HBO-themed escape room, which had a uh, Game of Thrones room in it. And apparently, for the filming of this show, uh, they like did that room and they hid in the room and like surprised fans coming through. Oh, wow. But not you. But not me, unfortunately. (laughs) So Apple 4K TV. So I'm I'm guessing... I mean, some thought that maybe there would be a... Uh, Apple TV announcement at the September 12th event. I actually think that would be the later event. So that the second uh. smaller event that they would have. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. It was so long ago. I can't remember if the 2015 model came out in October or September. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be kind of like uh, available for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and because. Also, the, go ahead, Mike. Sure. I think it would also probably be a an extra model like they would still have the non 4k apple sure. tv and right, the higher right. price 4k one so yeah. people don't have to be forced to buy them i yeah. think yeah no that apple's done that before yeah this that's the affordable model and yeah here's, yeah here's the apple t- 4k apple tv pro premiere and they'll probably, the they'll probably apple come with a price cut or something when older models or whatever right right so then that'll even boost sales because people are gonna right. buy those because 4K may not be as prevalent as maybe the industry kind of hopes it is. Yeah, I don't think 4K is going to be the thing that saves Apple TV. I mean, no. I, don't, I think it's a pretty small market. But I don't, also don't know if, how much Apple cares about competing with Roku or with uh, Amazon Fire. For I mean, I think they're happy with their little niche. And once they're ready for a TV service or whatever else, then they'll they'll have something to leverage it. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody remembers when Apple TV was initially released and Steve Jobs called it a hobby. I, yeah, so for, for a long time, it was a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it, it has become a little more important in terms of, you know, Apple likes to talk about how well it's, during its quarterly results, they like to talk about how well their, their services are doing. And uh, iTunes Store and mm-hmm. uh, TV streaming and all that, it's part of the services. Yes. So they, they, you know, it's important to them that, um, that this part do well. So, but yeah. again, you know, like like you're saying, you know, it's not the dominant product. You know, they would like it to grow, but I think it's, it's not that it's 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 not a project going to abandon. It, obviously, if they're going to do a 4K right. TV, I mean, I'm sure it's doing fine. I'm sure they sell enough to make money on it. But um, yeah, it's interesting to see where it goes. It's it's. Uh, 
that type of technology is definitely still a couple of years away from being, you know, super mainstream. Yeah. Cord cutting and all that. So um, we'll see. We'll see. So I think that just about does it for this episode of the Macworld podcast. Um, usually we're live on Facebook and Twitter, but we had some technical issues. So hopefully we'll have that worked out for next week's podcast. So uh, be sure to check our Facebook page and our Twitter feed for information on when we're broadcasting live. It's, we usually go live at um, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And if you're in Japan, that's 2 a.m. on Thursdays. <laughs> so because, you know, I like to think we're a worldwide audience. What, of course, what if you're in Singapore? Is, is Singapore in the same time zone as Japan? I don't, I don't know. think so. so. <laughs> I think Singapore is a little ahead. Yeah, so uh, join us live on Wednesdays. Of course, if you can't join us live, we do post an edited version of the video uh, on our website later on Wednesdays. Uh, we also post an audio version, which is available on iTunes and SoundCloud in case you want to just listen to us while you're on your commute or something like doing the dishes or your homework or something like that. So you can't watch our, our smiling faces. And we don't charge extra for 4K. No, we don't charge X. Not yet. Not yet. So we're in negotiations. We're in negotiations for for the 4K uh, content. So I'd like to thank Leah Yamshaw. Thank you, Roman. I'd like to thank Mike Simon. Thank you, Roman. I'd like to thank, thank our producer, you, Dan. You're welcome. And I'd also like to thank the audience. I'd like to thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast. See you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone.